You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that doesn't know the difference between Steve Gutenberg and Peter Scolari. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out. That is what we do at the beginning. That is exactly what we do at the beginning. <laughs> Let's see, we've seen three movies lately. Okay, cool. Let's hear them. Which one do you want to talk about first? They're all kind of scary. I mean, Parasite. Let's just start with Parasite. Yeah, let's just start with Parasite. That's fine. (laughs) It's it's not not really a horror movie. It's kind of hard to categorize. I think Wikipedia calls it a uh, horror tragicomedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, is fitting. It's about a bunch of... uh, Poor people gaslighting a bunch of rich people, basically. <laughs> and it, it's, just, it's really compelling and uh, at times very funny, at times very bleak. Bleak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely worth a watch, though. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to check it out. I've uh, read a brief synopsis of the film, so I kind of know the ins and outs of what's going on, but I definitely want to check it out. It. Do you think it deserved best yes. picture? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it is yeah. definitely... It was... It was really good. Yeah, it was yeah. A definitely a very high quality, well made, well written, well produced film. Oh, good, good, cool. And I think that that dir- that director that I can't remember his name right now. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, say. you don't. You don't want to butcher the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> he he he's a really good director, and it's good to see him get this recognition. Like Snowpiercer was a really good movie. Oh, really, that's right. I he really did Snow- Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer too, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Which has the same kind of like weird tone to it, where it's like sometimes this is deathly serious, sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, oh, that's what I—that's what I thought the guy's name was, uh, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like Snowpiercer a lot, so uh, yeah, I definitely want to check this one out at some point, and uh, I'm gonna have to be in a certain mood to watch parasite i have a feeling yeah like, i don't think it's one that i can just go oh hey it's a tuesday i'm going to uh pop on some parasite and for yeah. feel good movie times yeah it's not really like a popcorn movie no no i don't know it kind of can be it's yeah it's not it's not well, super heavy no, oh, okay pretty funny yeah <laughs> and it's kind of like a thriller yeah it it's just it's funny watching it's this kind of it just kind of makes you think. It's not like super dark or upsetting, I wouldn't say. Yeah, yeah, it's not a huge downer, but it does it does make you think. There's enough there where you're mm. like, mm. okay, okay. This gives me feelings. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also funny to watch it's this enjoyable. This like, whole not... family put one over on, the, on these rich people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Well, we probably can't go into it any because you know I don't I don't want to get spoiled on yeah, it. I def- yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't sure. want to spoil it for anybody. I, it's, yeah, just see it; it's worth it. Okay, cool, cool. Even if you hate subtitles, it's worth just read the dang subtitles. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Expand your cinematic palette. Yes. Um, okay. Well, before you get into your second movie that you're gonna do, uh, the, one of the things that I checked out this week, I've been watching a bunch of cartoons. Because I had some time off and cartoons are usually my go-to. 
I rewatched the first episode of the Mortal Kombat. Oh no! Champions of nothing, whatever the show's <laughs> called. I try. It's only thirteen episodes long, and my original thinking was, I'm going to sit and I'm going to mainline all thirteen episodes of this because just to say, hey, I watched the entire series and <laughs> look at this. I barely made it through the first episode. Oh boy, it is bad. It is set in the movie continuity, which is a problem (laughs) right off the bat because they reference things that happen in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the bad one that no one saw. (laughs) Oh, Johnny Cage isn't there. They replaced him with Curtis Stryker. Oh, everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite redheaded cop. (laughs) Because Because when you have people throwing fireballs... And teleporting, and there are living robots eating I, souls, eating <laughs> souls, and whatnot. I know my the character I want to follow is Curtis Stryker, <laughs> the guy he can shoot a gun. Yeah, he doesn't even have a gun. He has a uh, robotic police baton. Wow, that he beats people, and he like opens it up to close portals to the nether realm that's stupid <laughs> oh it it gets worse they dumb down all of the characters to like their <laughs> basest personality traits and it's mortal Kombat. there's not a lot there's going not on a lot there to there. begin with <laughs> you can do a drinking game a drink every time sonya blade yells combat time <laughs> and and you'll be dead you'll be dead by the end of the first episode because it happens like five times like her catchphrase i take it oh that is the catchphrase of the series and she is always the one that says it like they're always saying in the game uh combat time yeah it was it was pretty bad the entire concept from the start is bad yeah yeah mortal Kombat cartoon for children Mm -hmm. no not a good idea they do get around the Okay, so in the 90s, there was a law, and I think it might even still be in effect today. Children's cartoons, you can't show characters punching each other. You can't have physical Oh, no, they contact. do that all the time on Cartoon Network. Nowadays. Oh, okay. Well, then, I, it, then it was something in the early, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. But they got around that because, fortuitously, Mortal Kombat introduced Cyrax and... Sector. Sector. And the Cyber Lin Kuei ninja robots... But so because they're robots, you're allowed to punch. Robots. You're allowed to punch robots. So they got around it. It almost makes me think maybe they introduced those characters and that concept so that they could punch somebody in the cartoon. In the cartoon, yeah. <laughs> the voice acting is bad all the way around, with the exception of Raiden, voiced by Clancy Brown. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's good. That's good. That's but good it's casting. a weird choice. He does the Mister Krabs voice for him. Yes, Liu <laughs> <laughs> Kang, me boy. <laughs> Scorpion's always after me, Krabby Patties. <laughs> uh. He grabs a Krabby Patty with his spear. Get, yep. get over here. <laughs> Oh yeah, but no, it's it's not worth it's not worth searching out. <laughs> Don't watch this. Don't watch this. I would place it squarely between. Okay, so in the late '90s, there was kind of there were a lot of cartoons based on fighting games. It was kind of weird. I would say not as good as Street Fighter, the animated series, which itself is not 
<laughs> not, not good. good. But better than Darkstalkers, the cartoon. Not the anime, the cartoon. <laughs> the cartoon is just oof. It's oof, il- oof, if, oof. much like the Mortal Kombat cartoon, the Darkstalkers cartoon is ill-conceived from the start, being that one of the major characters is a succubus. Yeah. Like, explain that to a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she wants to steal your kiss energy from kisses. That's about it. Yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> she wants to give you the bad kiss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Darkstalker as a game is a lot of fun. I oh, actually yeah. like that one quite a bit. Yeah, Dark Soccer's rules. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if Street Fighter were universal monsters? Kinda. Yeah. I, I dig that one quite a bit. I wish they would do more with the franchise. Yeah, like make one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or at least they finally upgraded the uh, uh, Morrigan sprite. You know, for the longest yeah, time, it was, just that same it was that same old sprite from, from the original game. Dusty old... <laughs> to the point where there was a joke that Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, one of the skins for Morgan was just going to be a 2D <laughs> like yeah. upgrade of the like a, blown up version of a the billboarded version of uh-huh, the sprite of the sprite. Around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one of mine. You guys, your turn. Before we do that, we have Midsummer and we have Horse Girl. I think we should hit Horse Girl before we do Midsummer. <laughs> okay. Midsummer is, is was a trip and a half, <laughs> but uh, Horse Girl is it's a Netflix original movie that stars Allison Brie mm-hmm. um, as a girl that has some kind of mental illness, I guess, and we just kind of well, it just starts off. She just seems like kind of like a normal, awkward girl. Yeah, just just like kind of a weird girl that works at a Joanne Fabrics substitute. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, just kind of has weirdly goes to a horse stables after work and looks at a horse a lot and like watches a show that is eerily reminiscent of Supernatural. Okay. <laughs> it's it's hilarious how like kind of specific it is. Like they show a lot of the show and like it looks it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Like it looks like a low budget sci fi style. Like like <laughs> they clearly were going for Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but as the movie goes on, she like kind of loses her grip on reality a little more and more, mm-hmm. and it gets it gets harder to follow because you don't know what is what you're seeing that she's seeing is real or not type of thing. Okay, I don't think it would have been as good as it is if Allison Brie just didn't sell it so well. Okay, she okay she just acts the hell out of this one. <laughs> It is a very serious look at sort of a mental illness situation. Ah, okay, because uh, I didn't, I didn't quite humor get that. In it. Yeah, that's true. It has okay. it has humorous moments. Okay, and there, there's times where <laughs> there's just times where she like is making a connection in her mind that you know doesn't make any sense, and you're just like, whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> huh. It's interesting in the way that it makes you think how, how just how close you are anytime being on the edge of being perceived as sane and being perceived as not sane type of thing. Ah, okay, okay. I think I'm getting the picture here. See, I, I, unlike Midsummer and uh, Parasite, I've never heard of Horse Girl. I didn't. I don't yeah. know anything about this. It just came out on Netflix. Uh, oh, okay. 
I don't know. I it looked weird, and Allison Breeze usually pretty good. So yeah, we watched it. Would you recommend it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah. If you, if you like a weird <laughs> movie like that, you'll probably like this weird movie. Okay. Um, like it has like a ton of just crazy visuals. Yeah, a lot of really cool imagery. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to talk about it without just straight yeah. up spoiling it. Okay. I don't well, then do we that can't, either. Yeah, we can't really do that. <laughs> yeah. I'd say check it out though if that sounds interesting to you and you want to see a really good performance out of Alison Brie. Oh sure. It's not like upsetting or anything yeah. by any means or scary. It's it's just interesting. Oh, okay. And pretty wild, I guess. Gotcha. Okay, well I will I will definitely have to I might try that one. Again, yeah. um, we'll have to be in a certain mood. Yeah, that's definitely like be in a certain mood for this one. Gotcha. <laughs> like at the words we're just like what? Yeah. <laughs> huh. What <laughs> happened? You see the end and you go, huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, one of the other things I checked out this week, it's uh, it's a movie. Um, I believe it's on Netflix, although I found it, you know, elsewhere. So went into this one completely blind. Uh, Jordan and I both saw it off a list of, um, she has a friend that recommends like romantic comedies, that sort of thing. I'm, and those aren't usually my style of movie to completely fair but we popped it on and it's called they came together oh the movie's good yes that movie's hilarious it's hilarious i had no idea going into it what it was so yeah so it is um paul rudd and amy kohler and it is turns out it is a complete spoof oh yeah and send up of romantic comedies and it has every it hits every single trope it's hilarious. Oh, it is so good. I think Michael Schewalter directed yeah, it. Yeah, it's the Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that cast. But, oh my God, it was uh, so great. Yeah, it's really good and like super oddball. Oh, and... yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the scene where they're playing basketball and, he's, and they're getting, you know, different opinions on marriage from, <laughs> from his friends. And at one point they say, don't you see? We're all aspects of your personality and you're going to make a decision based on... All everything we tell each other while they're all taking shots, <laughs> and, and they get like two points, and it's going way over the the hoop, like not even close. In New York, is almost a character. It's almost a- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, so good. There's a couple of weird Pokemon jokes in there, isn't there? If I remember right. <laughs> I think there was, yeah. There was something about Pokemon in it, I swear. There, there was a, yeah, I think there was a joke about Pokemon. <laughs> I think somebody's kid had Pokemon cards or something, and Paul Rudd knew weirdly, uh, yes, knew, knew weirdly too much about weirdly Pokemon. Weirdly specific Pokemon, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think it checked out, too, oh, if I yeah, remember right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, um... Every, t- every time anyone exited a, a room for a scene, they would always walk towards a door and go, hey... Thanks. <laughs> Every single scene, even when it didn't make sense for it to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was so good. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. The whole Halloween party with... Um... Oh, it's been a long time since I okay. saw it. Ron Riggle's in it. Uh, yeah. yeah I, Ron, I don't think Rob, it's... Rob Riggle. I don't think Rob Riggle's in it. Oh. You sure? I feel like he is. No, it was what's his name from Law and Order SVU oh. and the voice of uh, Jim Gordon on Harley Quinn. Oh, we finished Harley Quinn the other oh, night. Oh yeah, actually. how is it? 
Uh, it's got a big ending on there. <laughs> really? Yeah, I watch it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it got picked up for a season two. Yeah, which I, I, I think I said on the show, it's too bad this isn't getting a second season. <laughs> right. Well, it is. It yeah. turns out. Huh. And they're putting Catwoman and Mister Freeze in it. Oh, they are. Which will be interesting to see how they do those. That'll characters. be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Maloney. That's yeah. the guy's name. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> at least for now, that's what we think it is. Yeah. Then after the show, we'll it'll figure be out it'll be completely something it else. It was Steve Gutenberg. It was Steve Gutenberg or, or Peter Scolari. <laughs> what I should have done was watch episodes of Bosom Buddies for the show this week. <laughs> oh yeah, but they uh, they came together. Is it's super? Yeah. It's so good. If you're in the mood for a super goofy, oh, like incredibly goofy. Off the wall comedy, like full tilt comedy, like mm-hmm. Michael Shannon shows up, <laughs> and what's his name from The Walking Dead, the the baseball batsman, Negan. Negan. Negan shows up very briefly. <laughs> Do we want to hit Midsummer? Real yeah, quick? go ahead and yeah, go All for right. it. Yeah, that's because this is going to be another one that is interesting, but you guys won't be able to say a whole lot about. <laughs> Probably, uh, I think you can cover the gist of it pretty yeah. well without yeah, spoiling it. But I mean, it. like spoil, yeah. Uh, in in this one, uh, a group of college student pals, two of which are boyfriended, girlfriended, and are in kind of a strained relationship because of the girl's troubled past mm-hmm. and a little troubled present, <laughs> uh, go on a like trip to Sweden to a commune of people that one of the friends is from, and they visit this commune, and it gets. For a a uh, midsummer festival that happens once every ninety years, mm-hmm. and it gets weird. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's by the guy that directed Hereditary, uh-huh. and it hits a lot of the same kind of uh, freak out, uh, disturbingness of that movie. I would say it's not as scary as Hereditary. I don't even think it's really that scary. No, it's not scary. It's just it's... highly disturbing. Oh, oh boy, yes. I have watched Midsummer and <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you I didn't know you'd seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a trip. It's a trip. It's it sure is something. Yeah. I mean, I I am glad I watched it. I I guess oh, I would say yeah. I, I I enjoyed it. Oh, but, same here. Man. But there's, I will not watch it again. There's once some, is, once was enough. Yeah, for there's me. some imagery in that movie that will probably haunt me for the rest of my days. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mm, mm, I did not mm. know it was going to be as intense as it is. But I it did. Is... That's why I kept kind of putting it off. That's, that's why you're like, are you sure you yeah, want to watch that's... this right now? That's what, yeah, for like months. He's like, like, oh, I'm not. Whew, yeah. I thought you knew. No, I didn't know how I how knew. hardcore this movie is. It's, mm, yep. Um, whew. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about um, stuff <laughs> in that. Yeah. <laughs> not only do I not want to spoil it, I don't know if we can say what the things that happen no, on air. No, we probably can't. No, no, it is. Um... But anyway, this group of Swedes is extremely nice and welcoming, and they have a good time. Uh, yes, with, with these 
this nice commune. It, it feels kind of similar to Wicker Man. Oh, it's very Wicker yes. Man adjacent. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. Everything is so bright and beautiful mm-hmm. all of the time. It is it's shot gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. They managed to make an extremely creepy movie without it almost ever being dark. Yeah. Anytime that it's dark, they're asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like a couple, a handful of scenes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, it makes sense. It's very solstice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it that is a movie that. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's not a good date movie. <laughs> 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 I'll put that out right here. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think you could say it's it's her dealing with her grief and her crappy boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It, it is I probably mean, the worst date movie I could think of. <laughs> it would almost be the anti-date movie. Yeah, yeah. you better uh, you dump your man. Yeah, <laughs> or burn him. Well, <laughs> yes. Keep the bear suit handy just in case. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the general unease. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I would have loved to have seen that in the theater and just just experience the room of uncomfortableness. Oh, my God. Oh. Like when we watched Spring Breakers. Yeah, we saw Spring oh. Breakers in the theater, and that was just like, <laughs> we're just sitting in a room of uncomfortable soup. Like, everyone yeah. was just like, oh. Oh, yeah. No, that would be an experience yeah. uh, with Hereditary. Yeah. Or not hereditary. Um, midsummer. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I oof, think, oof, I, think oof. I like hereditary better mm. if we're going to compare the two. But God, this movie was good. I feel, I feel weird saying it was good, but it was very good. It sure was something. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's her name? Florence Pugh. Yeah. Pugh. 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 Yep. Yeah. She was really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chidi from The Good Place is in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I I have one last thing. It's not mid. It's not anything as. I didn't. I didn't know you had more. Or maybe I would have waited before I just blew all the wind out of our sails with that weird, weird movie. No, it's okay. This is just. This will just take a minute. I watched the first uh, more cartoons. I watched the first couple episodes of Spider Man: The Animated Series, the one from the nineties, and it is. Does it hold up? It. Yes and no. It is pretty hilarious. To kind of see the 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 hoops that they had to jump through with certain things, like the regular pistols shoot laser beams, <laughs> and Spider Man never hits anyone; he just webs them constantly. Because again, that was the '90s; you couldn't do any of that stuff. But the storylines in the episodes do run, at least in the first handful of that I watched do run fairly closely to the, their comic counterparts. Like the introduction of the lizard is kind of a nineties update of the original issue with the, the lizard. That's cool. That sort of thing. They, the biggest deviation in those first handful of episodes was the introduction of venom. It couldn't really do well. They couldn't do uh secret wars, which is where in the comic Spider-Man got the black suit. Yeah. It, but, it, but it was the 90s, so they had to do Venom. They had to do Venom. And <laughs> I forgot how early in the series Venom happened. He happens in episode seven and eight. Wow. Which I thought he was uh, near the end of season one, almost season two, cliffhanger type deal. 
it was the first multi-parter of the series. Um, but no, it was really good. It actually was kind of, it was weird. So watching the Venom episodes in particular, the beats in the show don't mimic the beats in the comic like the other episodes, but the Spider-Man three, the Tobey Maguire one, the one that everyone hates, I the vi- it was okay. and it's, I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Looking back on it, it's fine. The, some of the stuff was kind of goofy, but it, it, it's fine. But a lot of the beats from that movie mimic the cartoon. It's <laughs> weird. Like he loses the black suit by swinging into a church and the bells going off, which causes a sonic disruption that drops the suit from him, which didn't happen in the comics, but happens in the sh- the cartoon and the movie. That's weird. So it's kind of weird. And it makes sense because the producer on the animated series is a guy named Avi Arad, who, uh, who was, for a time, the Marvel uh, ex- like media producer, basically. And he was he was and still is partial producer on the Spider-Man movies. I mean, his name still pops up. And on the on the Sony Spider-Man films and the hmm. Venom cart movie and things like that. So it's interesting that it, that was his influence that, okay, we have this story, this worked here. We're just going to move it right over to the film <laughs> and it's going to work just like that. But yeah, it's interesting. Is this the cartoon where they flash back to uncle Ben's death, but they can't use the word death or died. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they have to explain Spider-Man's backstory without saying death or die. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the Cause, one because it's it was the nineties. It was you the nineties. Say that on you, cartoons. You could not say it. Yeah. The first cartoon I can remember that has had punching again, and it is like Adventure Time. Yeah. Finn, yeah. Finn does a lot of punching. He does. But then again, a lot of what Finn punches is not is non-human. Is non-human. Yeah. Being that he's the only actual human. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and for whatever reason, I think that might be part of the reason why they did it that way, so they can get around it until... But, like, Steven Universe has punching and stuff, too, nowadays. Regular show has punching. Regular show has a lot of punching, yeah. (laughs) Although, no, like, almost no one on that show is a human of the main cast. That's that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, sorry to kind of take the wind out of the sails of uh, Midsummer there. But, no, I think we needed to come back up with Spider-Man. Yeah. The best Spider-Man to watch on the Disney Plus is Spider-Woman, which I think we've talked about. Well, I think we, yeah, I think we have. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It's so awful. <laughs> For a variety of reasons. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. 
patreon.com slash nerd overload now. Hey, we're back. That was the theme to the 90s Spider-Man cartoon by Aerosmith lead guitarist Joe Perry. <laughs> was it that Spectacular Spider-Man is the name of that show? No, nope, it was Spider-Man. It was just Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man. Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was literally called Just Spider-Man? <laughs> just Spider-Man. Oops, all Spider-Man. <laughs> Wait, no, that's the uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse yeah, that's movies. The, yeah, that's what they could have called uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about that show, they were not allowed to use the term radioactive or radiation in the show, and yet the theme song screams radioactive spider blood over and over <laughs> and over again. It's no Ramon Spider-Man theme. It's no Ramones. Yeah, it's very true. But... I know you got to do what you got to do. It's not like they were going to be able to top the Ramones. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get into some news. What's the first thing on the list there? Uh, we got more Pattinson news. Robert Pattinson's Batman. They got some pictures of him. They do have some pictures of Batman. You can see the ears and they look like you would expect. They look to. like Batman ears. They didn't do anything dramatic. Yeah. To the ears. Yeah, these are uh, these pictures that have been released. They were a couple of it almost looked like they were being snuck, like someone snuck the photos. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think these were intended for release. No, that's why I'm not as concerned about the look of the costume. It's definitely more battle armory than Batman suit. E, I guess. 
But then again, this is this story that they're telling is supposed to be within the first year or two of uh, Bruce Wayne being Batman. So it kind of makes sense that his suit is not as streamlined. It's kind of clunky and kind of cobbled together from parts that he could find and get. And he's got a cool motorcycle. He does have a cool motorcycle yeah. with the bat symbol like on the front. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And no cape, but I'm willing to bet the cape is CG. I would say any action scene is going to be a CG cape. And that's fine. Yeah. It probably makes it a lot easier when you're shooting to not have to worry about this cape flapping around. Getting oh, yeah. Getting stuck in stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, what are the odds that that was not actually Robert Pattinson in the photo that they took? Oh, it's probably likely. It, it could have been a stunt double. I, I really think it was a stunt double because some of that, some of the suit... Although I am willing to bet a lot of those suits going to look more like armor. I bet you at least part of that is a stunt driver, like extra padding. Yeah. So some of that stuff may not be part of the finalized costume. It might be CG'd out and kind of streamlined down a little could, bit. It could be anybody. And then they just deep fake his chin it, it on there. It could be me. It could. I'm yeah. the Batman. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it could be. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, you're you're good, but uh, <laughs> but no, it makes sense with the uh, the deep faking because if you look close on the picture, uh, there are a lot of like motion tracking dots on the guy's face, so it could very well be. It'd be like that... the Mandalorian, where like ninety percent of the time that is not. Um, oh, I forget the guy that Pascal. Played... Yeah, uh, I forget what his last name is. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. That's yeah. it. Yeah, ninety percent of the time that is not him. Yeah, uh, in the suit. Yeah. Because why would it have why, to be? Why would it have to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only thing I am not sold on with this bat suit, I still don't like the bat symbol being the disassembled parts of the gun that killed his parents. That seems, <laughs> well, it seems very in keeping of Batman being super edge lordy. Yeah. But well, we don't know if that's it for absolutely sure, but it does look that way. Oh boy, it looks an awful lot like a gun handle and stock. <laughs> That has been turned into a bat symbol, it, I, and I don't like it. It just doesn't make any sense. I hate guns so much, I have the, them on me as a part of my costume. Like, yeah. what? I That's mean, weird. That would be almost the same as him, like, incorporating Martha Wayne's pearls yeah. into his... Yeah, he wears he the pearl wears necklace. Them. He wears the pearls. He's, That's funny. He's laced them into his cod piece. I don't know. <laughs> he wears her heels. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> he fights in mommy's heels. <sighs> All right. So let's talk about some other, you know what? Let's talk about some other superhero-ish news there. But this is also game news, kind of. There is a game coming out that was just announced called Project GG, which I'm almost willing to bet is going to have another name down the line. No, they're, they're going to reveal that it stars... Um, former punk sensation Gigi Allen. I was just going to say that joke. You beat me to it. You got me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. A lot of the game uh, focuses on throwing your own poop at monsters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, Project GG is done by Platinum Games, which we are all kind of a fan of here. They've done a lot of really good Stuff, a lot yeah. of action. Bayonetta. Yep. Uh, the recent Astral Chain, which is very good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Wonderful 101, yeah. which just had a very successful Kickstarter. I think it still has a couple. 
I think we a couple days left on, on here. Yeah, we, we talked like about we Wonderful 101 on here. Yeah. But the director of that even, Hideki Kamiya, is part of this as well. And it's one of his babies. One of his babies. And it looks like it is very loosely based on the Japanese superhero show Ultraman. It's a guy that grows super big and punches monsters. <laughs> and it's it's like, what if there was a man who could fight Godzilla? Yeah. And I am super into it. That seems yeah. like a very fun game. The trailer to play. doesn't it doesn't show any gameplay. It doesn't even show what the guy lo- really looks like when he gets super huge. But he goes from a small man to a very big man and then runs out of Godzilla. And that's enough. Yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough for me. It it sounds good. I'm yeah. I'm in too. Uh, it's the a, games are always so stylish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If nothing else, it's gonna look amazing. <laughs> well, that's like the opening. <laughs> it shows the platinum logo, and it says platinum never loses its luster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the kind of like ballsy thing they would do. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's interesting that th- this game they're publishing themselves, so they have full creative control on this, which will be interesting to so see. So they can get as weird with it as they want. Yeah. Which is cool, because they had almost full control over Astral Chain, and that sh- game got weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, initially Astral Chain was going to be a uh, medieval-themed yes. game, and Nintendo said... You can do better than that. You and can, they did. And they did. They made it Space Cops. <laughs> yeah, which is way more interesting than Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had the choice between Wizards and Space Cops, it's Space Cop 100%. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk Space Cop. Yeah. With Evangelion vibes. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Speaking of cops. Sure, yeah, let's go right into this weird uh, little nugget. Yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is a weird one. This is just a weird one. This isn't like pop culture news. Well, it is kind of pop yeah. culture news, but... Yeah, I would definitely say he's a, a pop culture icon. Yeah, so uh, McGruff the Crime Dog. <laughs> you remember him? The, Rem- the bloodhound in a flasher trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> that formerly took a bite out of crime. Uh, is now getting bitten by, by crime. The, by the law. By the law pretty hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the actor, the the suit actor for McGruff the Crime oh, Dog. Oh, it wasn't the voice actor? It was just the guy that wore the big suit? Oh, no, I, I'm wrong. It just says the actor. Oh, so it could so be either one. It could be either one. It is unclear. <laughs> it, it is. But a guy named John Morales, yeah, look, yeah, look it up. Yeah. But uh, John Morales... Uh, who was McGruff the crime dog was sentenced to 16 years <laughs> in prison from a 2011 arrest in which a thousand marijuana plants, 27 weapons and 9,000 rounds of ammunition were taken from his home. McGruff was planning for something big. <laughs> McGruff's going full punisher. <laughs> I want to see that. Comic. McGruff the, in his crime van no, driving down the street. It was a suit actor. It was a suit actor. Okay, well, that's still great. Yeah, the guy that voiced McGruff also created him and and died not too long ago. Oh, okay. Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It's against everything that he stood for. It is. Frankly, I'm appalled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
Well, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain, <laughs> as they say in that one Batman movie. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Uh, next topic. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. I was trying to come up with a good prison joke. <laughs> a dog-related prison joke, but I, I got nothing. Yeah, I got, yeah. He's, they're going to ship him off to more than just the pound. Yep. <laughs> well, in, in Disney-related news, they got a new CEO out of nowhere. Hey, that's pretty I, cool, I, I guess. I, I guess Bob Iger stepped down to re- be replaced by another Bob. Yeah. Bob Chappick, mm-hmm. the guy that invented the Disney vault. Which is interesting. Yeah, it makes you really wonder. Yeah. Uh, the guy that kept your children away from Sleeping Beauty for several years at a time. <laughs> is now in charge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to say that he is going to immediately put everything back into the Disney vault. Yes, that would be wildly uh, chicken little to go, oh, God, it's over. Yeah, but let's play in that space for a second. <laughs> what would happen if all of a sudden Star Wars and the Marvel movies yeah. go into the Disney vault? Disney Plus is three movies at a time. Yes. They rotate out every two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they charge you $50 a pop to watch them. Yeah. But they do ship a very nice uh, plastic clamshell case to your house every three months. That's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I wish more movies were in those plastic clamshells. I like those better they're, than the, yeah. They're very nice. They are very nice. It's a very good way to store a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They look nicer on the shelf, I think, because they look kind of like books a little bit, you know. You know which one's your Aristocats VHS, because it's the big plastic one. It's the one that you haven't taken the shrink wrap off, because who wants to watch the Aristocats? Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry? I love the Aristocats. <laughs> really? That was one of my favorite ones as a kid. I did not care for the Aristocats. I basically bounced back and forth between 101 Dalmatians and the Aristocats quite frequently okay i could see 101 dalmatians that's fine aristocats like the puppy movie like the kitty movie oh well okay i guess that makes sense (laughs) all right you got me there aristocats has some real good songs in it everybody wants to be a cat (laughs) thomas o'malley the alley cat is also a very cool guy Jaja Gabor. Oh well, yeah, yeah, Jaja Gabor. But if we're going to do Jaja Gabor in an animated film, it's all about the rescuers, though. Is the thing that's just a bunch of rats, though. (laughs) (laughs) But they went down under to save that very big bird. (laughs) Hey, Rescuers Down Under was the first film that used CG animation that they went over with hand drawn to get some of the animated. Like, the flight simulated kind of stuff. Yeah, that was the first one that they did. Yeah, well, Thomas O'Malley would probably eat all of them. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Well, we can all agree that the one that was based on the Billy Joel songs was the bad one, right? What one is that? Oliver. Oliver and Company? Oliver and Company. I don't remember anything about it. I know I saw it, but I guess that's all you need to know. As I don't remember it so oliver and company is very bad <laughs> and i'm glad you remembered the name because i didn't all i remember i was going to say oliver something it was like based on oliver twist 
and also had Billy Joel songs. And I that's all I know. seeing commercials for it as a kid and being like, oh, I want to see that. Look at all those kitties and puppies. <laughs> Apparently, I really like the dog and cat Disney movies. I did yeah. dawn on me till now, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I growing up, I wasn't, I, I it wasn't me. That was, I was Little Mermaid, Jungle Book, Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, same. Seems about about that speed. Aristocats and 101 Dalmatians, one yeah. or the other. Yeah, and they weren't. They were. Those are both like Disney Dark Ages movies. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Like, those are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get, I'm just weird. I guess. I just like those puppies and kitties <laughs> singing songs. <laughs> Although I remember we watched Aristocats not too recently. And I'm like, that was okay. It does Yeah, it doesn't quite hold up. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm afraid to go back and watch some of those Disney movies. Because I know they're going to, I know they're good. I know they're good. But I don't know if they're going to hold up quite. Most of the princess ones do. Yeah. We watched a bunch of them in college when we, we go to the library and take them out of the library. Oh, nice! And most of them are pretty good. Uh, Sleeping Beauty is actually really good. Just oh, because yeah. Because the art is gorgeous. I was going to say the art is a little different than a yeah. lot of the other ones. It's a lot more stylized yeah. than the other ones. The other ones are going for like a rotoscoped realism. Well, a lot of it was of rotoscoped. Yeah. Yeah. But this one it go is full cartoon. Yeah. And uh, I I like that a lot better. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Although Sleeping Beauty, or not Sleeping Beauty, Snow White is n- just nuts. There's so many shots in Snow White where you're just like, how did they do that without a computer? Yeah. Well, it was their first one. They had to go big. That's. There's a lot of stuff they do yeah. with like reflections and water. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, my mind was blown. I'm just <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need but, to go back and watch some of those. I need to watch some of the ones. Like, I like Lilu and, and Stitch. I've never seen that one. Very good movie. Very, very good movie. But some of the ones from that era, I no, guess. Like Home on the Range? Oh, man. Home on the Range was... Oh. I, remember, I, I saw take that it, back. That one was bad. I don't I know saw it I'll... in theaters, and I remember being like, oh, it was okay. Yeah. But I, it probably was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... Mm. There's a, a Roseanne cow. Yeah. And there's... I believe Randy Quaid is in it. I believe so. <laughs> yeah. I actually need to go back and watch a bunch of Don Bluth stuff. I I like his animation style and what I have seen that he's done, I've enjoyed. I just haven't seen quite as much of that as some others. I almost said who did Wizards, but then I realized that's Ralph Bashi and that's a completely different. That's a completely different. Oeuvre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another one. I've actually seen a lot of Ralph Bakshi stuff. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. No, it's an acquired taste. Uh, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. It depends on how much do you like uh, drawn on nipples. <laughs> That you can see a, through clothes. There's a lot of that. That's a reoccurring theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hey, we'll see what happens with this new Disney CEO. Oh yeah, that's what that's we're, what we're talking, talking about. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I'm not some sort of financial analyst. I don't. I can't tell you what this means. The honest truth is, it's probably going to mean very little yeah. for the day to day. Unless he turns into another Eisner, Eisner, 
because Eisner had his finger in all the pies. Yeah. And as it turns out, maybe he wasn't did a lot, did a lot of good for the for the <laughs> company up front, but in the long run, <laughs> yeah, Eisner was his, not a great guy. He had his fingers in all of the pies to varying degrees of success. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I wonder if they'll continue their their buying their high risk high reward buying spree. Hasn't turned them wrong yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess the only way it will turn wrong on them is if they get like a monopoly issue going on. Yeah, but and they're they're getting close. To, well, uh, relatively speaking, they are closer now than they ever have been. Yeah, yeah. But the federal government right now is pretty hands off when it comes to business matters. So, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> There's some Pokemon news on the docket. Sure. You know, we always love to talk about those crazy little monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there is. there was a Pokemon of the Year Yeah. Thing. Google and Pokemon Company had like some sort of Pokemon of the Year vote. Yeah. And uh, the winner, which I didn't expect, but I am totally okay with because he's a cool ninja frog, uh, Greninja won. Yeah. That's weird because Pikachu's not on the list. Yeah. That is that is weird. Do you think it's a situation where enough people went, oh, everyone else is going to vote for Pikachu, so I'm going to vote for the weird choice? It had to have been something like that. Yeah. Or maybe just everybody's like, I'm not voting for that middle of the road yellow rat. <laughs> Can't even learn Hyper Beam. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but other, other than the Pokemon of the year, there's a brand new... Monsterman on yeah. the loose. Yeah, <laughs> I'm full of excellent transitions today. You're 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 doing it. You're on fire. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm doing on it. Fire today. Yep. Um, I've already forgot what its name is, but I it's am, a big mad monkey man. <laughs> I am looking it up currently. We are getting there. What, uh, what uh, is it? A uh, uh, dark and and yeah, grass grass type? type. Yeah, Zarude. The rude monkey man. The, the, the rude. The rude boy. Um, I mean, the original rude boy. The original the rude. rude boy is the rude. Yeah, he's always picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. <laughs> he's a big monkey that shoots vines out of his wrists and feet oh, and, and the, and the back of his neck there for a second. He shoots vines out of his ri- his wrists and his feet and his neck, the back of his neck, back of his neck. It's weird so it's place a to weird shoot place. Vines. Yeah. Um, they haven't uh, announced where or how you can get this character into your game, but it exists, I guess. I think it's for a movie that's mm, coming out. Probably, yeah. I don't know. You probably have to go to a mall when a Pokemon truck is there, and then they distribute it through <laughs> your link cable. Get the cool back alley Pokemons. Yeah. <laughs> or you go to the Pokemon World Championships or whatever. You have, you have to bring your, your cartridge to a Toys R Us yeah. <laughs> during a specific week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a new Pokemon. I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> Guess here about McGruff. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, anyway, boy, oh, boy. Indiana Jones. Yeah. There's, there's a, a just a, the smallest morsel of Indiana Jones five. <laughs> we'll we'll take it. Yeah. yeah. For one, Indiana Jones 5 exists. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've talked about it 
existing on the show. It's a recent thing. It's fairly recent. I think Harrison Ford in an interview just recently said, yeah, I'm doing that, whatever. (laughs) In typical Harrison Ford fashion. While doing an interview for his scary dog movie. (laughs) Have you seen any trailers for that dog movie? Is it Call of the Wild? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Call of the Wild or something like that. (laughs) And the dog is like a purse, is a mo-capped person. I did not know that. Yes, there but, are pictures of mocap man staring up like whilst at Harrison Ford while looking at him in dog pose. I want to know what was going through Harrison Ford's head while while looking at this man sitting like a dog. I got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, he doesn't. It's either this or back to Star Wars. <laughs> and God, no, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the question is, will they kill him off in Indiana Jones Five? Because it seems as though Harrison Ford is actively going through all of his major <laughs> roles and making sure that they are dead by the end of them. He's on a death tour. <laughs> yeah, the Harrison Ford death tour. I mean, they could. I don't. Oh, the way the way Indiana Jones stories are told, it always feels like it's a small piece of a lar- of yeah, just so many adventures this guy and that's, has. And that's the point. Yeah, yeah. That's the point I, and it. I don't think they need to put a bookend on it with him dying. I, I think just tell a. Just tell us another Just, Indiana Jones story. If they were smart, that's the way they would do it. But I can definitely, I definitely see them doing somehow it becoming young Indiana Jones and setting it up for his younger son, or perhaps Mont Williams will come back. Oh, yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yes. when he almost picked up that hat in Crystal Skull. Oh man. <laughs> Let's not talk about Crystal Let's Skull. Let's not. Uh, Steven Spielberg's not directing this one, which is weird. Feels that's, weird. That's not a thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Uh, James Mangold, the guy that directed, I forgot. We looked it up before. We looked it up. Oh, Logan. Logan. The guy that directed Logan and Ford v. Ferrari, which seems like the most grandpa movie imaginable. Okay, so from that, we know that we he can do period pieces and he can do action films. Indiana Jones is both. So why not? Yeah. I why mean, not? Let's yeah. see let's see where it goes because he doesn't seem like a bad choice. He doesn't seem like a bad choice and I mean the last Indiana Jones was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So and that wasn't awesome. No. I mean it could only go up from it can, there. It can I go guess. up. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the worst director for an Indiana Jones movie? Huh. Here's a game we can play in the space Tim Burton. Tim Burton's Indiana. That would be that would be weird. Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Harmony Corinne. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I want going see back that. to Spring Breakers. No, I, I want to see Harmony Corinne's Indiana. Yeah, Jones. yeah. Just like Gre- Greta Gerwig's mess out Indiana. James Jones. Franco in a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wesley. Wes Anderson's Indiana Jones. <laughs> that actually, that sounds pretty cool. Nothing would happen. They just be people That's talking true. and being weird. They just weird. walk around. Yeah, guys, guys, <laughs> and run out of rooms. Yui Bull. <laughs> yeah, no. Indiana Jones goes postal. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a. Uh, Adapted version of an the, Indiana Jones, Jones video game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Yep, that's yep, yep, yep. Or uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, the good one. 
I'm blanking on the really good Indiana Jones point. Atlantis? Click. Yeah, Fate of Atlantis. Mm, Don't mm-hmm. do that one. That would actually, they could actually do a really good Indiana Jones movie if they just adapted that story. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played that? I haven't. Oh, God, you should play that game. Really? That good? Yeah. Cool. It's like a, a LucasArts point-and-click adventure like a Monkey Island. Oh, or really? A, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's got full voice acting. Not Harrison Ford, of course, but... Yeah. But no, that's awesome. It, it really holds up, too. Yeah, I will have to find that, find that then. That sounds excellent. All right, well, hey, I think we have hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. We're also on various social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram by looking at Nerd Overload now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. Uh, leave us a message and we might play it on the show. Tell us what you... Tell us who you think the worst possible director for Indiana Jones 5 could be. <laughs> uh, the number is 586-372-8020. That's right. We're also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverloadnow. If you like the show and you want to help support us, you can check us out over there. And I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Hey, did you guys hear about McGruff? 